RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. A lot of things have been going on here as of late. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Cam Newton. I think I talked about Cam Newton last, you know, podcast, and wondering what he was doing and where he would end up. And you know, there's been rumors about the Patriots for a while, and uh, that's where he landed. 31 year old Cam Newton lands with the Patriots. Makes a lot of sense. Stidham. I don't even know where he comes from. I don't know his pedigree. Um, he's thrown a couple, three passes in the league. It's really hard to go into an NFL season thinking that that's going to be your guy. So Bill Belichick is going to bring in Cam Newton. Listening to all the experts speak on Cam Newton, I disagree with a lot of them who think that all of a sudden Cam Newton is signed by the Patriots and make that makes him a, a playoff contender. No, the, the Patriots are a playoff contender because they're a good football team. They're a playoff contender with Stidham, whether we want to know it or not, because they have Belichick, and that equation seems to work every damn time. But isn't it crazy that you sign somebody like Cam Newton that 31 other teams had the ability to sign, and nobody signed them? And when you sign them, you think that makes a team a a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender? I think that's – it's odd, because there's some some quarterbacks out there that, I mean, can't hold Cam Newton's jock including Stidham, uh, that are going to be starting this year. So we'll see how that all works out. It just makes me wonder what other teams are doing now. Josh McDaniels has used Tim Tebow in the past running the football. Let's get this straight to people. Cam Newton's only 31 years old, but Cam Newton has taken a beating. Okay, I said it while it was happening, and I'm going to say it after it's happened. You can't take a beating like that and survive in the NFL. I said it while it was happening. Now, Cam Newton single-handedly took his team to a Super Bowl one year, and he literally was Superman. But you know what that took it out, took out of him? It took five years out of him. He literally, for a whole football season, ran the ball like a fullback. It looks great. It might get you to a Super Bowl, but it's, this doesn't work later on in your career. He's had two shoulder surgeries, one rotator. I've had a rotator cuff surgery. And I don't know if I can throw a football 20 yards now. I'm old, but the rotator cuff surgery is a bitch to come back with. He's come, he had two shoulder surgeries, a Liz Frank surgery, which is a foot uh, uh, injury. And I've always said the foot's the worst injury out there. So he's not young anymore. You've seen a lot of young quarterbacks run the football. How many older quarterbacks you've seen run the football? How many quarterbacks after the age of 30 have you seen run the football effectively as a runner? I, if you, other than Michael Vick, and they didn't really call running plays for Michael Vick. Michael Vick ran to get himself out of trouble, uh, to obviously stress out defenses, but they didn't call running plays was for Michael Vick like they did Lamar Jackson, you know, or Cam Newton in his heyday. So you have to wonder what product New England's going to get. And you know, I, I'm not a New England fan although we have most of New England's team here in Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm just curious to see how that's going to work. I'm a Cam Newton fan. I think Cam Newton, people look at him as a, a player that underachieved. If you look at his career with a fine-tooth comb, he had a borderline Hall of Fame career. Actually, still is because he's still in the midst of it. 
So let's definitely keep our eye on all the stuff happening there. Obviously, our, our mentality is shifts towards whether there's going to be an NFL season or not. And I don't I, I see them trying. OK, you have to try because there's so much damn money involved. You know, you're seeing some college teams like I think Morehouse College just suspended their football for 2020. Obviously, that's a small school, not a big deal, but it's going to continue. There's going to be there's going to be other schools and other schools and other schools are just going to say this ain't going to work. I still don't think this is going to work. And with what's happening in our, in our world right now, the way things are spiking, people are talking about a second wave. People, we are in the midst of the first wave. This is not the second wave. This is the first wave, and it's stronger than when it began. So you can think whatever you want, but the NFL, to me, is just prolonging the inevitable, which is I don't believe we have a season. You know, they've already canceled the Hall of Fame game. You know, we have Maurice Smith and everybody else in the NFL all up in arms about how these guys are working out by themselves. You know, here it's Berkeley, Berkeley Prep, and I know Russell Wilson in Seattle is having some workouts. They're so upset that players are spending their own money to work out in complexes because their complex is closed. So the NFL thinks they're doing something by closing the complexes when they, what they really should be doing is kind of like hockey did, but it didn't work because <laughs> I don't know if this, any of this stuff's going to work. Open it up to a few people here and there. Allow Tom Brady to go work out with Gronkowski and a couple of the guys. But then all of a sudden, you have to worry about sanitizing the whole building. Every time anybody's around, you got to make sure everything's clean. And for me, you know, to see the Maurice Smith and the NFL upset that this is happening uh, reiterates the fact that you you can't do this. Okay, so it's not healthy now, but in four weeks from now, it's going to be healthy in training camp. This thing hasn't slowed down one iota in Florida, not one. And you guys think that they're going to have camp in a month and they're going to have preseason football in six weeks. You are crazy. It ain't going to happen. And then you hear about youth football, you know, whether youth football could come back, should come back or not. Why? <laughs> Why? If you think football is that damn important, nobody loves football more than me, but youth football, that's not, that's not important. It really isn't. If your kid misses one year of youth football, what do you think is going to happen to him? Nothing. Zero. So whether NFL comes back, NCAA football comes back, it's all uh, it's all up in the air. Now, there's some other good things that are happening in football. I have to, I have to mention this because of all the craziness going on in our world. I was part of a, a love walk on Saturday. It was uh, headed by Titus O'Neil, uh, WWE superstar, and also Batista, WWE superstar, and also uh, movie legend getting that way anyways, but I had a, I was, what was part of a love walk and it was exactly that. It was a bunch of people, different colors, different ethnicities, you know, different pay grades, all walking together, uh, lovingly. And that's what we need in this day and age. And with things happening in our country for the better, because you know, George uh, Floyd did not die in vain because things are changing. I see that Mississippi is going to remove the Confederate emblem from their state flag. And I'm just, I'm proud to, to know that sports and football in general had a big part of that. 
they had the young man, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State, and pretty much their best player. He said, you know, he pretty much started that movement by saying, you know, if you guys don't remove that flag, I'm out. I'm not doing it because you guys ain't trying hard enough. And then after that, after uh, Kylan Hill came out and said it was enough, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, and then all the other eight Mississippi schools jumped on board and ready to get rid of that flag. It's time, I guess. It's time. It's a little bit late, but it's time. And like I said, I'm proud to know that, you know, football in general and athletes had a little a little say in that. So we'll see how that all transpires. You know, I'm not from Mississippi. I'm from far from Mississippi. I'm from Montreal, Canada. So I really don't know much about the Confederate flag. But I do know this. If somebody's hanging it in front of their house, I'd like to see you go get it. I think that's going to be interesting in the next little while. So I don't know if they're going to make it illegal or not, but uh, we will see. Uh, I did see something on ESPN that, and I don't know how good, bad, or indifferent this is. It had Vita Vey had a hand procedure, our up-and-coming nose guard, who's been playing pretty darn good football for a year and a half. Now, he might be my favorite uh, NFL, not NFL, Buccaneer player at the moment. Uh, Vita Vey had a hand procedure. It said he might miss a little training camp, if that is even a thing. Uh, but they said hopefully he's going to be all right for a regular season. But listen, it's going to be one of those years where everybody's going to have to kind of compensate for a lot of bullshit. Okay, and this is going to be another thing that Vita Vey is going to have to deal with. I want to say rest in peace to Phil Kruger, who was a Bucks first GM. He died at the age of 90. Uh, he was our GM when I got here in 1990, when uh, Ray Perkins was the uh, head coach. Uh, he might have lasted one more year. I'm not quite sure exactly, but I, I was around Phil Kruger for two or three years. Kind of an old curmudgeonly type dude. Uh, look you in the face and tell you the truth, and that's really all you need. And uh, so he passed at the age of 90, so rest in peace for a Phil Kruger. And like I said, with the NFL, hopefully everything moves along and there's no barriers you got to jump over and there's no, you know, no issues, although there's going to be. Uh, in the meantime, the NFL is trying to figure out ways to make money as they normally do. Um, with nobody in the stands, I guess they're going to be selling the first six rows for advertisers, which makes a whole lot of sense. And they're also talking about putting some advertising on jerseys as well. I'm shocked that the NFL hasn't been there before. I'm shocked that the NFL hasn't put McDonald's on their jerseys to this point. But they're going to figure out ways to be making some added money. And as an NFL player, you better hope they do this because the owners are not going to eat it. It's going to end up being the NFL players that eat it, unfortunately. So I'd like to believe, I'd like to say things are moving in the right direction, but it's they're not. <laughs> they're not. And right now, the NFL doesn't want to admit that it's a long shot and a pipe dream to get this done because once they admit it, their money stop. Once they admit that there's not going to be an NFL season or that they may not be an NFL season, people stop buying tickets, people stop buying jerseys, people stop caring, and then the people will move on. So every league, every sport's going to do whatever they can to kind of prolong you know, the uh, energies towards their season. But personally... UFC, tennis, golf, not much else, soccer at this point, and I don't see anything else happening. A lot of those soccer leagues that are going on right now, that stuff's happening in Europe, and those guys closed down way before we did, and we ain't closed down yet, 
and we ain't slowed down yet. So to have bring everybody to Florida, to bring all these leagues, NBA, WNBA, you know, the Buccaneers, all these teams doing stuff in Florida, you don't think things are going to happen? You know, Clemson's come down with an, an astronomical amount of players and come up with it. There's been a couple other teams as well. So maybe it's better they come up with it now because once the football season comes up and two or three players get it or one player gets it, I think it's going to be a fiasco, unfortunately. Anybody wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. And please make sure you listen to all the other podcasts as well. And also, obviously, the Ron and Ian show, Monday through Friday, 6.20 a.m. and 95.3 FM. But I appreciate you guys listening into the podcast. Let's hope everything cleans up a little bit more by next week. But uh, let's not hold your breath on that. Everybody have a wonderful week. And please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. The NFL has canceled their Hall of Fame game. Not surprised by this. It was at least I've not heard anything regarding this in the past. I just assumed that the Hall of Fame game was not going to be played. At the very least, I knew that there was no way we were going to have Hall of Fame weekend, which is, if you've not been a part of it, I've been a fortunate to been been fortunate to be a part of it. All of the Hall of Fame players coming into town for a luncheon and a gathering, you know, it's a lot of old players, players, many of them not in great health. They ain't coming in this, you know, pandemic. And, and if they wanted to come, I think the better minds and the more, um, <laughs> prudence issues, issues say, hey, look, we're, we don't want to have an event associated with the league where we're going to invite people to come together and potentially infect a lot of folks. Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense, nor, nor does any um, type of overseas games. We know that Mexico games and London games have been canceled for the year. Any neutral site games that can't be or more difficult to control the environment, not going to happen. Um, so the game itself was canceled just by proxy of the fact that the whole weekend is canceled. No reason to do that. Um, how they're going to handle the ceremonies of the Hall of Fame. It's going to be interesting, but having the people there in the gatherings, not going to be as normal. We'll, we'll certainly, when we get words of how the, how they're going to do it, um, we'll let you know. But certainly the game and as a result of the weekend of gathering of ex-players, that's all those festivities are, are kaput. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.